You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we review match number 38 of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 between Australia and Afghanistan from the Adelaide Oval. It's the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast and let's get started. Let's have a look at the match summary of game number 38 of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 between Australia and Afghanistan from the Adelaide Oval. Australia batted first and made 8 for 168 from their 20 overs. Glenn Maxwell top scored with 54, and Naveen Al-Haq took 3 wickets for Afghanistan. Afghanistan needed 169 runs to win. They finished on 7 for 164 from their 20 overs. Rashid Khan top scored with 48 not out. Adam Zamper and Josh Hazelwood took two wickets each for Australia. Australia won by four runs, and Glenn Maxwell was named player of the match. What were the key moments and key factors from match number 38 of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 between Australia and Afghanistan? Marcus Saunas and Glenn Maxwell's partnership of 53 for the fifth wicket was key for Australia, after Australia were four for 86 to help Australia post eight for 168. Glenn Maxwell's innings was key. He scored 54 of 32 balls to get Australia back on track in their innings. Rashid Khan's innings of 48 not out was the key for Afghanistan to help them come back into this match. His partnerships with Darwish Razuli, 44 for the 7th wicket, and 16 unbeaten for the 8th wicket with Naveen Al-Haq, gave Afghanistan a chance to win this match. In the end, it wasn't enough as Australia won by 4 runs. Those were the key moments and key factors from match number 38 of the ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 between Australia and Afghanistan from the Adelaide Oval. Let's have a look at both teams' performances in match number 38 of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022 between Australia and Afghanistan at the Adelaide Oval with both bat and ball. We'll start with Australia and their batters, Warner 25, Green 3, Mitchell Marsh 45, Smith 4, Stornis 25, Maxwell 54 not out, and Wade 6. That's how the Australian batters went about things in this game against Afghanistan. I do not have any words to describe Australia's batting performance in this game against Afghanistan, and pretty much for the whole tournament as well. The batting performance in this game was average, below average, poor, um, and that's how you will sum up Australia's batting throughout this T20 World Cup. It was below average, poor, and it didn't really get going at all, didn't it? Um, in a game where Australia had to boost their net run rate and post a big score against Afghanistan to achieve that, they needed to bat well. Unfortunately, they failed pretty pretty much. They failed, big time. In the end, they made 8 for 168, which wasn't that big score that they needed. In the end, Afghanistan all thanks to Australia's poor bowling, which we will discuss very shortly um, when talking about Australia's bowlers and their performance, um, cashed in on some poor bowling, the Afghanistan batters from Australia, and in the end, it was only a four-run difference in the end. So it wasn't the big score that Australia needed to post, and it wasn't the big margin that they needed to boost their net run rate. Unfortunately, they couldn't do it, and that's why they're out of the semi-finals. 
Um, as I said, should have got a score of 170, 180. Missed out on some runs there. In trouble early, Australia. They were in trouble early in their innings. Four for 86 inside 10.4 overs. Looked like they were going to get bowled out for under 100 at one stage. Enter Glenn Maxwell. His innings um, helped Australia to reach that 168 score and avoid some sort of embarrassment uh, with a good innings of 54 or 32 balls. But to be honest, it came a little bit too late in the tournament. Where was this earlier in the tournament from Glenn Maxwell? Did it in the last game against Afghanistan. In the end, his 50 pretty much did not help Australia at all, really. Um, Australia lacked partnerships. 22, 26, 4, 34, 53, 16, 1, 3, 9 unbeaten. 150 partnership that was Stornis and Maxwell. 53 for the fifth wicket. They lost wickets in clumps, which cost them big time. You know, 1 for 22, 2 for 48, 3 for 52, 4 for 86, 5 for 139, 6 for 155, 7 for 156, 8 for 159. Um which didn't help either. That's the story of Australia's batting throughout this whole tournament. You know, not building partnerships, not doing the basics, uh, losing wickets at clumps, batting collapses. Uh, there was some poor shot selection as well throughout the tournament. And also in this game against Afghanistan, the one shot that summed up Australia's batting throughout this whole tournament was David Warner's failed switch hit. And then he got bowled in the end by playing that switch hit. He got off to a good start, 25, and then he played that switch hit, and then got out bold. Exposed his stumps completely. Just sums up Australia's batting in this match, and just sums up their batting throughout the whole tournament. It's an absolute shambles. Um, also, Australia worrying about the net run rate too much. And I think that's where Australia, in this game, didn't quite handle that all that well. Um, Australia's batting showed... That, that they didn't focus on doing the basics well enough with the bat. Uh, they were focused on the net run rate too much and trying to bash the ball to get a big score. Uh, no smartness to their batting at all during this innings. Um, if they batted better against New Zealand in the first game and sort of improved their net run rate in the first game, they wouldn't have been in this position to worry about net run rate uh, in this game against Afghanistan. But in the end, they batted poorly against New Zealand Net run rate was negative four. They had to improve it as the tournament progressed, and that's always a tough ask. So heading into this game against Afghanistan, they fought about the net run rate too much, and you saw that in the batting, where they were losing wickets in clumps. What were they at one stage? You know, four down for 86. It just showed that the batters weren't really focusing on the basics to do with the bat at all. Uh, they were focusing about just trying to smash the Afghanistan bowlers to all parts of the Adelaide Oval and try to hit them out of Adelaide to extend, you know, to try and get them to a big total and boost the net run rate. And it showed in the batting. Uh, if you focus on that too much, then you're not really focusing on trying to win the game. You're focusing about something else. And that's what happened with their batting, Australia. And it was poor from the get-go in this innings. And they failed big time, as I mentioned. So overall, I got nothing much to add on to it, really, about their batting. Overall, it was a disappointing batting performance from Australia, and it pretty, pretty much summed up their batting in this T20 World Cup. Poor, below average, and 
quite pathetic, to be honest. Let's have a look at the Australian bowlers and their performance in this game against Afghanistan. No wickets for Green, Stornis and Cummins. A wicket for Kane Richardson and two wickets for Samper and Hazelwood. That's how the Australian bowlers went about things in this game against Afghanistan. Let's be honest and let's be forefront. The Australian bowling was poor in this game against Afghanistan. Got it wrong with the ball. Didn't execute with their lines and lengths. Didn't bowl consistent line and length. Just like the game against Ireland. They stuffed it up with the ball pretty much. Uh, leaked runs. Bowled too short and wide. And you can't do that in Adelaide with the short square boundaries. Um, the selection was wrong in this game. Uh, leaving Mitchell Stark out for Kane Richardson, in my opinion, was a... A pretty much dumb decision by Australia. It was an absolute dumb decision and made no sense at all. Uh, their bowling hasn't fired at all in this tournament in Australia, and it showed again in this game against Afghanistan. In a game where they needed to bowl Afghanistan out for a cheap score, in the end, Afghanistan were only four runs from winning this game, and it summed up their bowling. Um, the plans were all wrong. Everything was wrong. Uh, you know, not selecting Mitchell Stark, as I mentioned, was a big question mark. Why leave him out? Apparently, Australia said, well, Kane Richardson's better at the death than Mitchell Stark. That's an absolute load of rubbish. In a crunch game, you pick your best bowlers. And in this game, where Australia needed to take wickets from the get-go, Mitchell Stark would have been handy up against the Afghanistan batters who don't like the pace, who can't play that type of bowling... Someone who bowls 140 plus in swinging Yorkers, bowling at the toes and at the base of the stumps. Mitchell Stark does that better than anyone else in the world. And you don't play him and you play Kane Richardson who conceded 48 runs. He went for 12 runs and over. That's two a ball. It makes no sense at all. And Australia needed Mitchell Stark to cause some damage. In the end, the Afghanistan batters weren't really fretting. They weren't really intimidated by the Australian bowlers because in the way that Afghanistan batted towards the Australian bowlers, they cashed in on some very poor, loose bowling from Australia. And they weren't scared. They weren't intimidated. And they didn't really feel like they were going to get out at one stage um, because Australia bowled so poorly here in Adelaide. As I mentioned, they bowled too short and wide. You can't do that at Adelaide Oval. With the short square boundaries, they get you're going to get hit for boundaries, fours and sixes. And that's what happened in the game against Afghanistan here in Adelaide. So Australia's bowling at, has not fired at all in this tournament. And I've got nothing much to say about it because it's been really poor. And it was poor again. You know, they've got to think about what they need to do with their bowling going forward in T20 cricket. Because, you know, Australia... This tournament, as I mentioned, it hasn't fired at all. So I've, I've run out of words or anything to say about the Australian bowling because it's it was just rubbish throughout the whole tournament. It was poor. It was pathetic from the start. They never really got back into some form whatsoever. Same with the batting as well. Everything went wrong for Australia. And it summed up their tournament, this bowling performance. It just summed it up. They weren't at their best. So overall, it was a poor bowling performance from Australia, and it summed up their bowling throughout this T20 World Cup. Let's have a look at Afghanistan's team performance with both bat and ball in match number 38 of this ICC T20 World Cup for 2022. 
between Australia and Afghanistan at the Adelaide Oval. We'll start with their batters. Gurbaz, 30. Gandhi, 2. Ibrahim Zadran, 26. Nabib, 39. Nabi, 1. Najabulam Zadran, 0. Uh, Razuli, 15. And Rashid Khan, 48, not out. That's how the Afghanistan batters went about things in this game against Australia at the Adelaide Oval. I thought Afghanistan's batting was was good in this game against Australia. I thought they really made a very good effort to chase down um, 169 runs to win in the end. Unfortunately, it was not to be. They just fell four runs short of the target set by Australia in this game. But I thought they made a very good effort to try and chase down the runs. It was always going to be a challenge for Afghanistan to chase down any total that Australia set, uh, given that uh, their batters would have been tested, would have been put under pressure and under the pump. But I thought they did an okay job to try and get there in the end. And uh, we'll talk about that now. Um, they were struggling early on. They were 2 for 40 inside 5.3 overs. But a good partnership between Gorbuddin Nabib and Ibrahim Sadran, of 59 for the third wicket, kept Afghanistan in the run chase. But Afghanistan was slipping further behind the required run rate and they had a bit of a batting collapse with quick wickets falling. They were 5 for 99 inside 13.4 overs. And you would think at that stage the game was almost gone for Afghanistan. But as we know in T20 cricket, any side's not out of it. And it ain't over till it's over. Enter Rashid Khan. Rashid Khan, what an innings from him. 48 not out of 23 balls. Kept Afghanistan in the game. And he nearly pulled off the unthinkable and nearly won the game for for Afghanistan. It would have been a very good win for Afghanistan if they got over the line. It would have been one of the big upsets in this T20 World Cup thus far. Um, you know, he batted well for his 48 of 23 balls. Um, he cashed in on some poor bowling from the Australian bowlers. He played some positive cricket. He was aggressive, didn't take a backward step. He wasn't phased by the challenge that was presented to him. Uh, the partnerships he had of 44 for the 7th wicket with Darwish Razuli and 16 unbeaten for the 8th wicket with Naveen Al-Haq. Those partnerships were key for Afghanistan to keep them in the game and they nearly got Afghanistan over the line. Um, Rashid Khan, he needed some other support from the senior batters in the Afghanistan team to support him. If that happened, Afghanistan were on track to win this game, no doubt about that. Uh, but the other batters from Afghanistan didn't really uh, support him all that well. Uh, so if he had more support in the batting from the other senior batters within the team, and they built partnerships and got Afghanistan off to a good start in the run chase, then I think Afghanistan would have been a very good chance of chasing down the runs. To me, their batters didn't look phased by the facing the Australian bowlers. Uh, the Australian bowlers weren't really threatening. They were bowling poor deliveries and Afghanistan cashed in on them. That's why Afghanistan got close as they did because of that. And uh, they nearly pulled off the unthinkable Afghanistan. But um, going back to what I said, it was a very good effort from them to, to get close in the end and be competitive. And that's great to see. You want to see that from all these teams in world cricket. Um, so... This batting innings from Afghanistan, and knowing that we nearly pulled off the unthinkable against Australia, will definitely boost their confidence going forward as a team. But it was a good effort. Rashid Khan batted well. We know what he can do. He's a brilliant leg spinner. 
He's a very good batter. He can hit the ball, and he certainly did. 48 not out of 23 balls. It was was an unbelievable innings, unbelievable effort. But as I mentioned before, he needed some other support from the senior batters around him to uh, get Afghanistan over the line. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Rashid Khan had too much to do in the end, but he got, got the team very close to winning this game. But overall, it was a good batting effort from Afghanistan, and it would give them tremendous confidence going forward as a as a batting group. Let's have a look at Afghanistan's bowlers and their performance in this game against Australia. Uh, no wickets for Nabi, a wicket for Rashid Khan and Rahman, uh, three wickets for Ahak, and two wickets for Faruqi. That's how the Afghanistan bowlers went about things in this game against Australia. I thought Afghanistan's bowling was pretty good in this game against Australia. Um, to keep Australia to 168 from their 20 overs was a pretty good effort with the ball. Could have been 170 or 180 at one stage after Australia got going in the uh, power play in their batting innings and got off to a fast start with David Warner uh, being aggressive and doing what he does best. Um, but they managed to pick up wickets at regular intervals throughout the Australian innings. They had Australia 4 for 86 inside 10.4 overs. Um, and they bowled okay. Uh, everyone took a wicket except for Nabi. Uh, they all contributed in some way. Uh, there were a few mistakes in the in the fielding performance from Afghanistan as well. There were a couple of misfields, a couple of half chances that didn't really go to hand or didn't really go their way. Um, but besides from that, I thought they were able to, uh, you know, peg it back and, and do quite well with the ball in the end. Um, I thought their deaf bowling, uh, bowling at the deaf, I thought Naveen Al-Haq, who bowled pretty well, three wickets for 21 runs was a an exceptional performance from him. I thought he was one of the, the best Afghanistan bowlers in this game, along with Faruqi as well, who took two for 29. I thought Al-Haq and Faruqi were uh, probably Afghanistan's best bowlers in this game. They bowled well at the death. Uh, the last few overs of the Australian innings, they were able to uh, put the pressure on the Australian batters, and they held their nerve under pressure very well, and they were able to hold their composure as well. And they bowled some very good deliveries. Their skills are very good. I haven't seen much of these bowlers before myself. But watching this game as I did, to see them go about their business, I thought, wow, you know, this is pretty good bowling from them. And they did a very good job. So, you know, it, it was a very good bowling performance from Afghanistan. You know, you have Rashid Khan on the side, who they rely on heavily to take wickets and do the business. But it was other people, other bowlers who stood up today like Al-Haq, like Faruqi. Um, and they didn't rely on Rashid Khan all that often. Rashid Khan had a pretty quiet game. He got one wicket for 29 runs. The Australian batters just really much, pretty much sat on him and milked him for singles, as most teams do these days to Rashid Khan, because they know how dangerous he can be. So the best option to play him is just to work him for singles in the gaps and, and do that, and that's what Australia did. But... Um, I was very impressed with the deaf bowling from Afghanistan. Uh, Al-Haq, Faruqi, they've got some great skills, uh, great finds for Afghanistan, and I think they'll do very well uh, playing for Afghanistan and getting wickets and getting the job done for the team. But uh, overall, it was a good bowling performance from Afghanistan uh, to keep Australia down to 168. It could have been easily 170 or 180 at one stage. Overall, it was a good team effort from Afghanistan in this game against Australia. In a must-win game where they needed to boost their poor net run rate to have a chance of qualifying for the semi-finals, 
Australia didn't do themselves any favours and failed in their quest. After England defeated Sri Lanka, that knocked Australia out of the semi-finals. It's been an up-and-down T20 World Cup for Australia, and they will have plenty of questions to ask themselves after this T20 World Cup. For Afghanistan, it was a good effort from them to get close to chasing down Australia's target of 169. A brilliant innings from Rashid Khan gave them hope, but in the end it wasn't enough. But they will learn a lot from this experience of playing against Australia, and will put them in good stead going forward as a team. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast, and like and share our Facebook page, and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe, and bye for now.